Hey guys, welcome to The Purpose Podcast. We are so excited about what God is going to do. We've been talking about uh, this change coming up over the last couple months. And so, hey, let me explain to you a little bit about what this is. Before we get into that, this is my amazing wife, Rachel. Would you say hello? Hello. And how glad you are you married me? Well... I am actually moving really, on, I am moving very on, happy I'm moving on. You. Okay, so hey, uh, we are. This is the Purpose Podcast, and you may wonder, hey, what exactly does that mean? Well, at Faith Promise, and really our life, our marriage, uh, it, we so desire uh, for people to win their world. And so, at Faith Promise, where we get the privilege to serve, uh, our vision is to win the world by equipping Christ followers to win their world, starting with one percent of the state of Tennessee. And one of the main ways we do that is by helping people discover their purpose. And so all the time when we're here together, uh, this isn't just so that we can talk or pass time or uh, so that more people follow. It really is so that the people who take time to listen to this discover their purpose so that you can win your world. That's our deepest desire. And so actually, if you're a part of Faith Promise or if you're looking for a church to connect with online... If you go uh, to faithpromise.org, you can watch. We're rolling out the new vision and values. Uh, starting, We started this last weekend. Uh, but hey, I also want to tell you something exciting. You can see this podcast or hear this podcast on all platforms. And so whichever platform is the best for you, uh, please join us on that. And so we're going to go through uh, this this month. We're going to walk through actually our values. We have some super exciting things that we're going to do. And But something that I think is important uh, that will tie into this as we talk, but something that's important for us in this is that these are not only the values of our church, but these are the values of our home, and so that that's something that means a lot to us. That you know, we we just we think that's integrity. This isn't just things that we sound good, but this is what we want to live out in our marriage. This is what we teach our kids, and so it really matters to us. And so we're actually going to talk about our values. So how do you win the world? How do you discover purpose? What's that look like? And so we we have these values that we live by. And really, what a value is, is how you behave, right? And so, uh, so we're going to talk about love God. And so Rachel and I met with our interns recently, and they asked a great question. Uh, a young lady asked, hey, how did you guys like come, come up with this vision uh, that God has called you to as leaders, um, and then also these values. What did that? What did that look like? How did you guys come up with that? And so this first one of love God. And so actually, I feel like I'm talking so much just to set this up. But um, Rachel, uh, I, I I believe this that we're wired uh, to love something or someone uh, because of how it affects our life. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Or. Um... And I would take it to another level that the things that we tend to love the most are the things that we feel like we can control. I think that's why a lot of times we move from maybe not loving God the most, but we might love our things the most or, you know, even move past like to social media or events because it's something we can control on how it makes us feel, not just... Um, hey, oh, I feel this way when I'm around this person, but I can control, I have some semblance of, because really we don't have any. I have a semblance of control of what's going on in my life. Yeah. And so, again, that that's definitely plays into it. But that first part, before we even get to how you may want to control or impact that, but we love things because of how they affect us, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, and it's a pretty interesting thing as, as we were really putting pen to paper. I, I don't know how much you we'd ever thought about why we love people or things, you know, what, why, why do we love them? Um, and I even asked Rachel whenever I was writing this out and I was like, 
is that why we love things and people because of what they do for us? And it's just, it's just really interesting. Cause, and, and Rachel's like, yes, that's, that's totally right. That's totally true. Um, just in your flesh, like just in your natural self, not, I think that that's something we, we need to be careful about, like discerning is, Hey, the supernatural in you, the Holy spirit in you allows you to love the way that God loves, but just in your natural fleshly self, it's all about you anyway. You're self-centered and selfish anyway. Right. But, but even, even like stuff, again, like our kids, like we love our kids um, and, but they, they made us parents. They did something for us. Just again, they didn't mean to, but they did something for us by make, they made us parents whenever they were born. They do something for us. They make us feel a certain way. And so it be either way. And, and so as we start to talk about love, love God, and cause it, it, I, it's important. A lot of these love God, love people, discover purpose. It's very much about what we do. Uh, but I think it's important, especially when we talk about our love for God, is that we didn't make the first move. You know, that, again, we only get to love God uh, because, you know, in the Bible it says that we love because He first loved us. So only if we know what God's love is. What When would you say you had the realization that God loved you? When did you have the realization that He made the first move, that He cares about you? I would think it was, um, I mean... I feel like at the moment of salvation, I had an understanding, but I the greatest moment, I think like when I look at the capstone moment of when I was just started to understand the love of God is like when I, I had a filling of the Holy Spirit, I was 14 years old, and I, um, I remember being in front, I was a part of a prayer labyrinth, and there were stations, and I was at the station where you were supposed to thank God for making you, and um, I did not bloom early. I was a late bloomer, so I didn't necessarily um, look cool, or um, I would say I was um, the opposite of that. Yeah, it wasn't great. And so I just... I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to plead the fifth on my perspective of that season of your life. Yeah, you should. And <clears throat> so I remember being in, the, in front of this mirror, and it was a very short station. Like, it was one of those people were blowing through, and all you had to do was sit in front of the mirror, and thank God for making you. And I was like, I'm not doing that because you made a mistake when you made me, God. And um, I remember the Holy Spirit just overwhelming me and affirming, like, I did not make a mistake when I made you. I love you. Like, I died to be with you. And then I created you with that hair and that big mouth and that, you know, to be tiny and these things that I that were such deep insecurities. And he made the move to meet me right where I was. And I think that that is the first moment where I was like, oh my gosh, like this love is more than just, hey, he loved me enough so that I could be in heaven. But he, he like, he's meeting me in the middle of my mess and he's going to, not just to meet me there, but he wants me to come out of it. Right. So God, so God made the first move. And again, I, I think this is, that's important. When Rach and I processed this, I, I don't know if you've ever thought about that. Like, when was your realization that God loved you? You know, and, and it wasn't about you, even about you like praying the sinner's prayer and starting a relationship with Jesus, but he loved you before that. Yeah. Has there ever been this realization that he loves you so much? Because a lot of us, maybe you've had this desire to uh, this desire to love God and a, kind of a behavior modification type thing. Um, but if there's never been this like realization that he loved he loved you before any of that, you know, because we're gonna talk about loving God here in a second, and 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 really do have some challenge towards how much we do love God and how does that manifest and what are we gonna do to see that. But 
um, it really is, it's, it's really impossible without that realization that, that God loves you so much. And so, uh, so as, as we were just praying, thinking about this, you know, so we love things or people because of what they do for us, uh, how they make us feel. But I think that a lot of us would say that if we're honest about our life, that we tend to love things more than we love God, not necessarily with our mouth, but like with our finances and what we hope about and dream about and where we put our, our affirmations and all that kind of stuff. So kind Time. of the, yeah, totally. The, the list of things we love is uh, our God is farther down on the list of things we love than we wish he was. Um, and so I think we've all been, we've all walked in those seasons of, but what is it? And before we, we talk about that, what, what are some of the things for us you feel like, and just kind of as a family, maybe you specifically, what are the things that bring, that kind of bump God down? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are the things that we, with our actions, that if we're not careful, we'll love God, we'll love more than God. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. I think for our family, it's time. So um, in the way that we our family runs, I have control of a lot of our schedule, what our kids are involved in, what we say yes to outside of work hours. Um, and if I am not intentional with time, I mean, for us, Bible time happens at night with our kids. And if I'm not intentional to watch our schedule while we're out at even things like great things like small group, if we don't leave on time, if we attend a dinner and we don't get back in time to do bedtime, those are things that will fall to the wayside and we'll find ourselves not intentionally, but because of a lack of focus, we miss making God, putting God first. Yeah, that's good. And, and for me personally, uh, just to be vulnerable, me being successful will take, and, and with me especially working like with or for church, you know, that kind of stuff, me being, I, I can make an excuse for that. So me, but me being successful or me being uh, respected or whatever that is by people that I'll, I'll just, and again, for me, uh, with my thought life is really how I see the, like where I see the most God being pushed down. But so if, if we're all honest, we, we say, Hey, we love things or people because of what they do for us. And we, love God, God gets pushed down the list of things we care about more than we wish he did. So if we're honest, then we were saying, we're saying with that flow of life that we think that people or things add more value to us than God does. Um, and again, I just think it's, it's, a, it's a crazy, it's a crazy way to think about it. Um, but I think that's true. And, but I, I think that if we were, if we were to process it, we would say, Hey, we know that that's not true. However, uh, it happens. And so that's why, again, starting with this value, making loving God the main thing that we do, making God, loving God that priority. Obviously, you have to know that He loves you first. You have to do that. But getting practical, how do you, because uh, what we, we have these handles that go with these values to help us live them out, to help us hold them, just things, that, little monikers with them. But one of the things that helps us love God is we put God first. What's a way that uh, consistently you live or something that you do that puts God first? I think an easy one, this is, you know, your typical Bible answer, is your quiet time. Uh-huh, right. If you're reading the Word daily, taking time, the beginning of your day, well, wherever that is for you for most people, um, the, taking that time. 
if I could put you on blast for a second, because I, I would be not blast. say, well, you've been sassing me all day, so we'll go ahead and do that. Not on camera. Uh, huh? Not on camera. Well, baby, we have integrity. What you did before matters. Um, and uh, so, but like, again, so Rach and I are, are very different. I am more of like a, when it, like I'm more of a structured person. Rachel's more creative, flowy, uh, unicornish type person. And uh, I have some structure. Yeah, some. Uh, some and so, uh, but for for me, that that if because that, that's how I'd answer the question. I would say that hey, um, and may, maybe we'll do this here in a second. I, I'll have you do it for me. But that's what I would say. Like I, I am like how, how do I put God first? Like I, I do. I have a very structured time with God. These are things I get done every day. But one of the things that I see and hear you do that put God puts God first. Uh, that's less. Uh, kind of stock answer than that is uh, the the words you'll allow to be spoken over yourself or over others, mm-hmm. you know. And so, like, I'll be I'll say something bad about myself or the kids or somebody will say something bad about themselves, and and you kind of take offense to that, you know. Hey, that's that's just not, that's not what God says about you. Hey, it bothers me when you say that. And so, I think that's a way that you know this again, not as stereotypical as maybe quiet time. That, that you put God first, which I, I think is I think is is powerful. Hey, I think another one that might resonate well is if you're walking in like obedience. I think that um, there are a lot of people who wish maybe they were in a different position at their job, or maybe they're not seeing certain circumstances like they want to, or maybe God asked them to give some you know give something and they wish they had been able to do something else with that or whatever and you walked in obedience i think that that is an incredible way to say hey i'm putting god first i'm choosing to you know maybe god asked you to homeschool your kids and so you took a step back from you know working that job to homeschool your children or you didn't take that promotion because if you did it was going to take you away from doing some of the other things that honored god in your life and I think if that's the where you are literally living, you are loving God, you're putting him first simply by walking in obedience to what he's right. asked you to do. Yeah, that's good. So I think that one of the things with loving God, because there's places where it's easy. So like if you're at, if you go to church and you're in a worship service, I think it's easier to love God there. It's, it's the, the whole environment is conducive for it. But then it's so easy to get distracted outside, right? Mm-hmm. So... What what is it? What is it that inspired? Because you we we do our best to be really intentional about. Hey, you know I I we we, we want to love God again all the time. We want it to be a value. A value is something like that. You you just live by it. You do it right. Um, what's a way? Or what inspires you to live a life that loves God outside of just these specific environments where it's what you're supposed to do. For me, it's it's the faith and the experiences that other believers are having that are ahead of us. Um, so I was reading a book by um, Chris Valentin, and he was talking about these experiences that he was having, like the things that God was speaking to him, the things that were happening in his family, the things that were happening in the businesses that he led as a result of just like having a relationship with God by loving God first, by being obedient to what he asked him to do. Simple things like he went and picked up the trash and he didn't want to do that, but he knew the Lord asked him to do it. And so when he was obedient to do that, you know, he, he kept getting these next steps from God. And I just, I want that. 
like, I, I want to feel the way about God that I'm watching these saints who have gone before us, who are years ahead of us. And when they talk about God, like their whole countenance changes and they talk about the experiences that they've had with him how their lives are changed, how the people's lives around them are changed. Like he's very real. And that for me is when it starts like, hey, there's there's more. When I read the Bible and it says, and Jesus said that I could do even more than he did. Like I would get to see more ministry. That, I I want that. And I know that I, I can't walk in the giftings of God. And I certainly won't know how to honor him or discover my purpose or win my world the way that I want to if I'm not just in love with God. And that's what I see is like when Paul talks, see like people who are leading our church, like um, Pastor Chris, like when they talk about God and the things they've seen him do in their life, it's not like, oh, God was this, he's amazing and he's like a vending machine and he just blessed us with this. It is this, they are so submitted and so surrendered. They are a friend of God. And that is what, I want my, like, I want that to mark me. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a verse comes to mind that I love with talking about looking at how other people live before us uh, or with us. You know, Hebrews 11, 12, or no, Hebrews 12, 11 says we overcome the lamb or we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb, mm-hmm. which is Jesus' sacrifice. Which I think a lot of people um, would, you know, they, they live in that more consistently but it's, we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And I think the content that we ingest, I know my life is vastly different when I'm, when I'm ingesting more Netflix than I am uh, stories of God moving. You know, so the books we've read recently, like God's Generals, talking about some of the revivals that have happened. And again, studying revivals, watching those things, watching sermons, that kind of stuff. Definitely a different vibe in your life it's 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 just different like Ra- rachel uh this is a very funny example i don't think we've ever used it but um rachel likes uh what's what's the show um downton abbey. downton abbey downton abbey uh it's a real thriller uh watching the people gossip in the basement and uh and so i start and so it's not all they do <clears throat> what percentage do you think it is I don't want to talk. It's a about significant it. amount, and we're watching it. We're watching. It. I'm, 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 I'm trying to watch it, and I'm getting into some of the drama. They beat that guy up when I was all, and I'm watching it, and then I'm like, all they're doing is gossiping, and I can feel like I can feel like my countenance at night when we were watching it. Just, I was just icky. It's just not what I want. It's just not what I wanted to feel. Uh, and maybe I'm just a weirdo, but I, I think, think that's that we all, probably it. We all get affected by the content we put in. Uh, but going back to the question that I asked you about. What inspires you? And this is something that inspires me. Um, and I wish, I wish I thought about it constantly, but I think about it pretty consistently. Uh, but in Romans 8, 34, it says, Who then is the one who condemns us? Which all of Romans 8, so good about the Holy Spirit. I love this passage. But the very end is very powerful. And it says, Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Uh, Jesus Christ who died, more than that, who was raised to life. So again, that's enough. He, we should love him because of that, right? He's opened up this relationship to God. He died on the cross for us, rose to life, defeated death. But then this last part, I think that we don't understand the power of it. It says, he is, so more than that, who has raised to life, is at the right hand of the Father and is also interceding for us. So Jesus is, so always, 
interceding for you. And so for me, like whenever in the morning, part part of my part of my prayer routine is gratitude. And so not only do we when we pray, he hears us, but also like Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, Father interceding for us so that he doesn't see Rachel or Zach or whoever's watching like in the light of how you messed up last night or how you messed up before you started this podcast or what's still after. He sees you in light of Jesus's intercession, in light of Jesus's sacrifice. And so for me, it really inspires me to love God outside of those really love God conducive environments because he's interceding for me all the time. He's interceding for me. That's my idea. That's who I am. And so Either way, so hey, again, just to be really, really practical, uh, we have a statement that we say about loving God, and that is that we can't wait to give all of us to the one who gave his all for us. We can't wait to give all of us for the one who gave his all for us. And so we have we have 12 handles that we grab a hold of. Um, and so again, just kind of lightning round in this last little bit, uh, what, what are, again, the handles that we use to help us love God so that people can choose one and be practical and and again, try to live a life that loves God so that they can discover their purpose, so they can win their world. What what are one or two of your favorite handles that we use to live a life that loves God? Um, two of my favorites are we are compassionate like God, and we don't our worship doesn't hold back. Yeah, that's good. That's good. What's so pick one. And then how, how does that manifest in your life? Um, we are compassionate like God. I think for me, um, when we're doing life with people, sometimes my knee jerk is to say, well, why can't you just, you know, change the way you're living, just do the right thing, or you know better. And I say that of myself too. I lack grace and compassion, and um, I want to run to judgment. But this has, by choosing compassion, it has so changed the way I lead. It's changed the way I interact with people. And so I can see them and meet them where they are. And I watch God move through compassion in a way that he doesn't move in any other way. It allows me to love people differently. And so that's why, because if I'm compassionate like God is, I'm able to really walk in all the other values that we have. Yeah, that's good. Uh, two, two of them that... that Yes, it, it really is. We, we're so passionate about a lot of these, it's hard to pick one. But uh, our, So I would say the two that we haven't mentioned yet, two of them that I haven't mentioned yet that, that uh, really stick out to me, one I'll say because I don't like it um, in my flesh, is that we rest just like God did on the Sabbath. Um, and that's just hard for me. Uh, and me and Dad were talking about the other day, and especially back like in the culture, the context, whenever the Sabbath was Sabbath was first given, which was a much more agricultural uh, context, where I mean they they would have to harvest uh, you know like the fields for their families to live, and so there'd be a day of week where they couldn't do that, and so they had deadlines, they had things piling up where hey I've got to get this done, and they would have to stop and worship. They would have to stop and focus on God that day. It's just hard for me. And it's a faith thing. It's faith to say that I'm going to stop this day. And again, I think we all have a hard time not relying on ourselves, but this is a day where I stop. I don't focus on me. Uh, it's, it, it's, and I just, I trust him. Mm-hmm. I trust him. And I think that's a huge, you love, if you love somebody, you have to trust them. Yeah. And the other one that I would say is that we are spirit-filled leaders. Uh, again, if you want to walk in purpose, again, God gave us this power and this gift, 
in the Holy Spirit. Um, and so we want to be spirit-filled leaders. And for anybody that that concerns or, or stresses out, you know, we talk about a baptism of the Holy Spirit or a filling of the Holy Spirit, which is all through the book of Acts, a great book to read whenever you're thinking about that. You know, baptism just means to be immersed, like totally covered in. And so when we say we are spirit-filled, that means we are, we're walking like totally covered in our, like our, our hands and how we obey, our eyes and how we see, our minds and how we think, our feet and where we go. It's all filled. It's all covered um, in the Holy Spirit and sent on mission where where He's called us to be. And so, um, so hey, we're, we're, we want to keep it. Uh, we want to honor your time, and we're going to keep on talking about these values. They'll keep on coming up in the stuff that we talk about. But we love God. We love Him so much. Um, and Rachel is huge for me uh, as in my faith. Uh, so many times she has more faith than me. Uh, and Rachel does a better job of just just blind, not blindly, but just so overwhelmingly love God, even whenever um, the circumstances don't make sense, uh, at, you know, at least better than I do. So would you pray uh, that the people listening uh, would, they really would, they'd have another revelation of not only God's love for them, but their love for God, and it would just mark their life. Yeah, sure. Come on, let's pray together. Lord, we're so grateful that you are who you say you are that um, you really did love us first, that you're holy, and because you're holy, we can trust everything else that flows out of you. So right now, um, Holy Spirit, we just give you all of the permission to adjust our attitudes, our actions, our feelings, but most of all, our understanding of who you are, God, and how you love us. Because the only reasonable, logical response to that love, like Romans says, is for us to lay our lives down and to love you back. And so we just, we speak this as truth of our lives, that we would just prophesy it over um, every single step that we take, that we would love you, we would know you more. The more that we would know you, the more we would love you. And the more that we love you, we would experience more transformation. And thank you, God. We just thank you for how you're changing our hearts and you're changing our minds. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, we love you so much. And don't forget, we want to help you discover your purpose so that you can win your world. Have an amazing week. We'll talk to you next week.